This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Hello, Ola, and welcome back to the second hour of Life Beats right here on Pulse95. Get ready because this hour we are going to be taking you live to Rabat, the capital of Morocco, for the Moazine Music Festival. We are going to be catching up with our man on the beat, Saeed Saeed, arts and culture reporter from The National. He's been extremely busy down there. So many incredible acts that he has been seeing, so many great interviews as well that he has been conducting and he's going to be filling us in on what Will I Am has to say about Michael Jackson and leaving Neverland, uh, as well as talking about uh, the Arab stars who are uh, talking about all kinds of really interesting social issues. Carol Samaha coming out with a, a song all about divorce. Uh, and of course, Alyssa, who's been dealing with her breast cancer, uh, comments on that as well. Uh, the Black Eyed Peas, of course, performed. David Guetta performed. There's a lot to catch up with here with Saeed Saeed. That is all coming up on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Welcome back to the second hour of Life Beats. And that's our weekly entertainment update with Saeed Saeed, arts and culture reporter at The National. And today we've got him live on the line from the Moazin Music Festival in Morocco. Hello, Allah Saeed. Hey, marhaba here from the, from Rabat, the beautiful Moroccan capital. It's good to be here. Amazing. How's Moazin going? Uh, there's been so much happening in this 18th edition of the festival. What are your impressions so far? Yes, so, you know, we're in the halfway mark um, of the festival now. I think um, um, we're in day six today, day six out of day ten. Um, this festival is really huge, so covering it is almost like a marathon. You know, I know, but, you know, so there's so many things, there's so many moving parts. There's like four or five concerts happening each night across various parts of the city. And already uh, we've seen the likes of, you know, of the um, of the Black Eyed, Fe- uh, Black Eyed Peas, the rapper Future. We saw um, this, um, this, the last and pop star Jay Balvin perform and on the Arabic side we had Asi Halani, Mohammed Asad, Elise had a great show last night. So it's been basically something for everyone. Unbelievable. Speaking of the Black Eyed Peas, now uh, you actually um, heard from Will I Am at uh, the press conference before their concert and uh, he was talking about um, allegations against his late friend and of course uh, musical icon Michael Jackson uh, after the whirlwind of controversy that has surrounded the airing of the Netflix documentary Surviving Neverland tell us more about that yeah. So, um, yeah. So, it's impo- so basically, you know, we have, um, we've asked him in the press conferences about, you know, what are his thoughts um, on the fact that Michael Jackson, um, the late Michael Jackson, received um, a massive backlash, and his career is currently going through a reappraisal on the account of the of the, the, the controversial um, documentary Finding Neverland. So, um, you know. So, I mean, I don't think um, uh, Will I Am expected that question, so he took his time answering it. And But what he did say, basically, what he did say was he was defending his friendship with Michael Jackson. That's what he was defending. Mm. He's saying what Michael Jackson has done 
or not done, you know, if the jury's out, he's saying basically, um, so far these things are allegations. You know, no matter how powerful the, the testimony was in the documentary, Finding Neverland, at the moment, these things have not been taken to a court of law. So basically what he's saying is, I'm reserving judgment. But what I can say to you is the relationship that he had with Michael Jackson, which he described as inspiring. You know, the thing is about um, uh, Will I Am is that most people do not know he was the last producer to work with Michael Jackson, you know, before he passed away 10 years ago. Hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and he was basically saying as well there's so many, that he still has some music you know, that, you know, that he has in Michael Jackson that has not been um, released yet. And you know, it's just basically a matter of timing. Because obviously, this is not the time to be releasing any new Michael Jackson music. Did you ask him when he might be releasing this music? Well, basically, right, that music that he has is part of a stack of collections um, of songs that you know basically because the thing is as well as black eyed peas he's also a very pr- prolific producer um he has basically stacks and stacks of songs on hard drives songs with michael jackson songs with mariah carey songs with the late whitney houston you know so much stuff that he has that are yet to be released it's just sitting there in his hard drive wow that is incredible. I mean, uh, I would love so much to, to take a listen uh, because, you know, he has worked with the, the best of the best, um, some of our favorite artists, and I would love to hear that music. But tell us about seeing, um, you know, seeing the Black Eyed Peas in concert in Morocco. How was it? Look, they're superb. I mean, the thing is, like, you know, I, I mean, like, it's, you know, like the concert was lo- the concert was on uh, on uh, um, um, Wednesday, mm. you know, and it was really good. And the thing is, it made me kind of realize like how how good of a band they are live, you know, because you know, because you know, they've been they've been around us for so many for so many years, like nearly twenty years they've been around. So we kind of take that we kind of take them for granted, right? You know, but seeing them yesterday, you know, seeing them like you know in in the concert. You know, there was like 30,000, 40,000 people. It was just one big party, you know. And the thing is, they still had that old school, you know, hip hop vibe, you know, that we that we love about them. But at the same time, it's a very inclusive show. There's lots of dance, lots of color. You know, it's a really cool thing. And the, the, and the thing about the live show as well, um, last year I had a chance to speak with Taboo, another member of the Black Eyed Peas. And he, and he did confirm that the Black Eyed Peas World Tour will come to the UAE basically sometime this year. Right now, they're going through Europe, and, and, he, and he said basically the, the plan is to go to Australia and Southeast Asia, and then on the way back, you know, to the States from Southeast Asia, they'll stop um, in either um, the in Abu Dhabi, Dubai, you know, or, like, or, or another city in the UAE. So, yeah, so um, something to look forward to. Amazing. I can just uh, imagine that would be incredible to see them live. Uh, you know, the signature Black Eyed Peas, always fantastic and always uh, a great party when you do see them live. Uh, they've just come out with a new tune as well, Said. Yes. So, yeah, they just released a new song a couple of, a couple of days ago. It's called Be Nice. <laughs> and the song is basically an ode, um, you know, to be to be positive. You know, uh, we've asked, you know, we asked Will, Will I Am. It's like, what is it about the word nice? Because like, you know, a lot of the time, mm. you know, 
word nice is not cool. Right. People say nice guys. People say nice guys finish last, right? Mm. So he, he was saying, yep, he's, he's, he's saying that's the point. The point is, like, you know, he's saying he wants to make nice being cool again. You know, just, you know, basically it's a song about just minding your manners, be a good person. You know, in this age of, you know, social media where everybody's like, you know, throwing shots at each other, you know, on, online. And, you know, everyone's quick to argue or be outraged. It's know, interesting. It's, yeah, because uh, yeah. It, it feels a lot like, um, you know, where is the love? It's like their latest version of that song. Uh, but it's called Be Nice and it features Snoop Dogg. Uh, let's take a listen to that now and we're going to come back in uh, just a moment and talk about the state of Arab music. Where are all of the new fresh stars? Uh, you uh, asked one big Arab legend uh, that question. We're going to be talking about that next.
This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Life Beats on Pulse 95. And Saeed Saeed is live with us on the line from Morocco at the Moazin Festival. Uh, Saeed, it's just a, a smorgasbord of the region's biggest superstars as well as international superstars in music uh, that you are seeing there in Rabat. And amongst them is Asli El Halani, and he has a lot to say about uh, the state of creative talent that we are seeing uh, at the moment in uh, Arab music. Yes, and I mean, look, if you're going to ask anyone about the state of Arabic pop music, you, you know, Asi Helani is one of them. He's an OG. You know, I mean, Asi Helani has been, you know, the Lebanese folk singer has been doing this for 20 years. And really, you know, I've, I've interviewed him a couple of times in my career and he's always been a very thoughtful you know, very, very interesting man. You know what I mean? He, yeah. always, he, 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 he always has a wider perspective on the way things are. You know, and I've asked him the question. It's like, you know, I'm like, listen, Asi, this is like your third time or so you being here, you know, in Mawazin. You know, and Najwa Karam, who's also performing in this festival, this will be like her fourth time. Basically, we're seeing the same bunch of artists kind of being recycled through a lot of the major Arabic music festivals. Yes. And the question is, where is the new stars? Why are we still talking about the same people now that we were talking about 20 years ago. You know what I mean? It's very true. So, They're the ones yeah. that are still at the top. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, and this is despite the fact that there's so many talent shows, social media, you would think it'll be easier to be a star, right? You know, I mean, you know, the, but, the only know. one that's notice- notable, you know, from those shows is like um, Hamad Asaf. He's kind of, you know, made his mark. Uh, but apart from that, no, there are no recognizable names. That's right. So when I asked him that question, you know, Helene gave me a response that I thought, that I thought, wow, I never really thought about it that way. So he basically said politics plays a role in creating Arabic pop stars. And by that, you know, by that, he basically said, like, if you look at what's happening in the Arab world over the years, every country that kind of went through instability managed, you know, to manage to give birth to a bunch of big pop stars. So, it, so think about it. When it comes to Kadima Saher from Iraq, he kind of emerged, you know, from the back of the Iran, you know, Iraq war, mm. you know, um, you know so from which um, so does that. When it comes to people like Asi Helani, um, you know, he came just on the back of the Lebanese civil war, which ended in 1990. His album came out a year after that. While during the Lebanese civil war, you had people like Fayrouz. You know, so exactly. basically, yeah. So basically, like for 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 example, Fayrouz, she was singing songs about that were nationalistic and revolutionary. These songs kind of rallied the people. You know, so that's why she was a star. While Asi Helani kind of sang songs, um, you know, that basically sang songs to the greater diaspora, the people who fled Lebanon. You know, so people hear this, hear his songs. You know, and there's an attachment. You know, he reminds them of home, and it's the same thing for Kadima Saher as well. So, so when you put it in that context, this also explains the rise of Muhammad Asaf, right? I mean, that was just an amazing story. You know, Muhammad Asaf is basically basically like the Rocky of our generation, right? You know, the person who kind of you know emerged from so many you know um, so many roadblocks physically to come to the big stage, and this is why Ahlani says the next big stars he thinks will come from Syria and will come from Iraq, because unfortunately. 
situation that they're going through right now is very difficult. But as you all know, in you know art, you know the great art shows that it is from difficulty that great creativity and talent um, is born. That is such an interesting perspective on um, you know where uh, the, we see the rising stars come from because as we know there is no shortage of talent. But it's just kind of like, you know, it is that moment. It's it's picking the right moment, isn't it, Said? Uh, when, you know, being in the right place at the right time um, to become that enduring star. Yeah, I mean, but look, that doesn't mean that if you come, like, you know, from a beautifully stable place like the UAE, you cannot be a star. You mm. know what I mean? At the end of the, at the, end of the day, um, you know, no matter where you come from, there's still an element of hard work and talent must be placed. You know, must must happen in order for you to reach to that level. But basically, what he was saying is that you know, for a lot of these big stars, it, it, it was talent and context. That's the reason why you know, this is it, why we have that emotional pull. You know, to these you know to these stars. You know, so, so it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's it's very very interesting, and I never really thought about it like that. You know, which which, which kind of in a way kind of makes sense. Let's talk about somebody else at the festival who's uh, making waves with her song Carol Samaha. Um, she is uh, debuting a song about divorce. Tell us a bit more about this. Yes, so Carol Samaha k- kind of shook up the industry about a month ago when she released, um, you know, um, her new song Al Mutallaqa, mm. um, uh, which means the, uh, the divorce. I mean, this song is really interesting. For one thing, it is definitely not a commercial song at all. It's essentially a spoken word poem. You know, the, you know, the, you know, she in, in a spoken word poem where she talks about the stigma, you know, that women face, the Arabic women face, you know, when you know when they, you know, when they divorce. But some of the some of the lyrics example is like, I've been sentenced to loneliness, and my crime is that I'm divorced. You know, she goes on to basically describe the whispers of family as a noose that's tightening, and the society regards divorcees as used women. So she's really kind of tackling these issues. So that song is basically about two minutes of spoken word poetry, I mean, I mean over some really nice soothing strings, and then the song kind of uh, moves on to this big rousing chorus. So when that song came out, it's really you know it's it, it um, you know it made a lot of people talk about this issue and in morocco a couple of days ago she debuted that song live you know for the first time and you know and it got a rapturous reception wow that's incredible i mean there is huge stigma uh, around this issue in the arab world when it comes to women who uh, have been divorced and 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 this is quite a bold move from someone like uh, carol samaha as well you know again somebody who's been in the industry for quite some time has been a star for you know a couple of decades again uh so it's a really interesting move from her Exactly, and you know what? And it kind of made me kind of think as well that it's always. I mean, you you rarely find. I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe maybe I'm, I'm generalizing, but it's always the the, um, the female artists in the Arab world that are not scared to tackle tough mm. issues. You know, I mean, you know, like you know, yeah, you know. So as well as Carol Samaha as well. I mean, I mean, there's a history of like you know other Arabic stars, other Arabic female stars talking about tough things and we don't forget elisa you know i mean elisa um elisa last year um released a song where they spoke about breast cancer you know she um, elisa also in 2015 released a song called yamirayati which is my which is called my mirror mm. which tackled um domestic violence in you know in arab society 
you know so so it like um uh, it's always i find that it's the female um singers that are basically um that have the strength to talk about these big issues so really it's time for the guys to step up yeah yeah absolutely i love that you brought up Alyssa. uh we are going to take a listen now to one of asal hanlani's songs uh, and we are going to come back in just a moment with you and talk about Alyssa, who's also at mawazin uh and uh, her new album that is on the way and more uh, about her struggle with breast cancer more to come in just a moment عسل كل مشفى فكرة سمت ضحكي طيبي ورشة خاجل تركيبة جمالك انتي بغرقت قومة عسل كل مشفى فكرة سمت ضحكي طيبي ورشة خاجل تركيبة جمالك انتي سر الخلطة بهالجمال نكتاب الحلا ممسوح انتي لما تحكت نقال هالضحكي بترد الروح تحاكي شفتك انتي صار الكون بعيني صغير اميرة قلبي صرتي وعقلبك صرت الامير من يوم شفتك انتي صار الكون بعيني صغير اميرة قلبي صرتي وعقلبك صرت الامير الخلطة بهالجمال كتاب الحلا ممسوح انتي لما تحكت نقال هالتحكي بترد الروح اتحاكي
This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. We're talking everything that's happening in the world of art and entertainment with Saeed Saeed. And uh, uh, you are live, Saeed, at the moment with us from Moazine in Morocco. And uh, another huge Arab star uh, is the Lebanese singer Elisa. She is there. She is performing. Uh, and she spoke to you, Saeed, about her, her new album that's on the way, uh, as well as her uh, breast cancer treatment. Um, yes, so um, Elisa, um, you know, she um, she made big, bigger headlines last year when she revealed, uh, um, you know, her breast cancer diagnosis. You know, so we basically spoke about, you know, life since then. So she released, you know, her um, the album, Likul Ili Rehabuni, To Those Who Love Me. And, you know, and basically, um, she, and she said... Um, her breast, her breast cancer diagnosis, basically, she said, inspired other artists to talk about, you know, their health conditions. You know, she said, you know, it helped, you know, Haifa Wahbi, who's currently going through um, a, a health crisis, speak about it. You know, it also helped Tamer Husni, you know, discuss his, situa- um, his situation with his vocal cords. Basically, she said what she's seen is that her situation allowed other artists you know, to, 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 to discuss the fact that they're human as well. Because a lot of the times, you know, and you know this, Sally, in the, you know, when it comes to Arabic pop world, the fandom here is very high. And a lot of artists are put on pedestals that, that, that they shouldn't be in. Exactly, exactly. They are um, kind of seen as uh, invincible, really. And when something like this happens, um, it does resonate. But it does, it really is an opportunity to start conversations that we otherwise were not having, Said as well. Yes, exactly, and 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 Elisa, in a way, kind of you know embraced that. You know, so, I mean, so since her diagnosis, I mean, she went on to become um, an ambassador for a breast cancer um, awareness campaign in Lebanon uh, last year. She came to the UAE last year to participate in the Dubai Health Forum, where she spoke, you know, about you know um, you know her treatment, what happened, and how she is now embracing you know a vegan, healthy lifestyle as well. So she spoke about the benefits, actually, of the, of, of the diagnosis and how that kind of helped her kind of live a more holistic life. Mm. And what do we know about her new album, Said? Yes, so basically we know that five songs are, have already um, been recorded. Um, so, so far, she's, so she's slowly going through it. And she said, you know, and she, and she said, like, her, like all of her other albums, there'll be some songs that are puppy, some kind of high tempo, and some that will discuss kind of really serious social issues as well so it'll be basically um the elisa that you love and that should come out sometime later in the year amazing incredible and uh let's uh, talk very quickly uh about uh, Miriam faris who you also caught up with and the controversy surrounding her comments about uh, why she's not performing in egypt as often as she used to I don't know, man. This is a big story <laughs> about nothing. Really about nothing. And, you know, look, we're at a press conference and an, uh, and, and, and an Egyptian journalist asked Miriam, you, 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 10 years ago, you used to play two to three times a week in Egypt. Now you don't. What happened? Miriam, quite clumsily perhaps, said, well, you know, since then I've become quite popular. You know, you know, and, you know, and my financial demands have become a little bit too expensive. 
so I'm a little bit too expensive for Egypt. And then the next thing, you know, the press, the Egyptian press, Miriam Farris is too expensive for Egypt, and people calling her arrogant, you know. I just kind of think we're living in a strange time when an artist gets criticized for asking for what she's worth. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. So it's it's a really interesting story. I don't know why. I don't know why it got blown up. But I guess the serious point about this, if there's any to say about it, is that it kind of exposes how sensitive times are in Egypt when it comes to live music. The live music scene in Egypt is slowly recovering, you know, post-revolution because of the, because of the security situation and it's slowly getting back on its feet. I mean, we, we just had um, Red, Red Hot Chili Peppers by the, performing at the pyramids not long ago. So I guess um, Miriam Farris's comments is not helping the cause. No, exactly. Uh, Perhaps kind of uh, not placed uh, the right way, her comments. But like you said, it kind of uh, highlights maybe um, that uh, maybe female artists are not getting what they deserve and she's decided to ask for more. Exactly. It's like basically asking Adele to perform to perform in Charger, you know, for um for two thousand and one prices. No, it's not gonna, it's not exactly. No, you wouldn't do that to to Adele or to anyone who's who's worth it. Uh, but are others kind of saying, well, I don't know that she's worth what she's asking. Well, yeah. Well, well. Listen, well, I just kind of find that the criticism was they took it as if she was being arrogant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know, and the thing is, like you know, and and you know, and good for Miriam Paris. You know, I thought the next day she'll post an apology, but she didn't. She basically said, you know, I was very clear in, in what I was saying is that you know, as you know, as I grew artistically and became more popular, my demands have grown. You well, know? and it's a and it's a very and this is a, a realistic situation. She basically went on to say there was a time where where I would play three times a week in Egypt. Mm. Now I would play three times a year, and that's the same as Nancy Wakaram, Nancy Ajam, and many other people. Right, exactly, exactly. Very interesting uh, to to hear her say that and to not be apologetic at all about it. She's sticking uh, to her guns. Good for her. Um, Absolutely. So uh, now uh, you've got a few more days to. Go Go still now, Said. What are you looking forward to? Tell us. Yes. Yeah, so basically, now we're entering, you know, the tail end, um, you know, of the festival. So right now, so in terms of programs that's coming up, the big concerts that are coming up is um, the the EDM artist Marshmallow. Um, um, he's playing um, uh, on the weekend as well, as well as that. The last, but the last big show that everyone's looking forward to is Maluma. Maluma is basically. You know, he's viewed as well as the next big Latin pop star, the new Enrique, the new Ricky Martin. Call it what we will. We just don't know. He's a he's a massive reggaeton. He's a massive reggaeton star. Twenty five years old only, and he and he has over nine billion views on his YouTube channel. Absolutely ridiculous. Incredible. You know, so uh, yeah. So basically, um, you know, I want to see. You know, he's he, he's very big in Latin America and and, and North America. So I want to see what he's about. This 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 will be one of his rare forays you know um, I think it's his first ever performance in um, in the Middle East and North Africa so it'll be, it, be cool to see what he has in store for us this is and also and, also, and yeah. also don't forget the last big the last big concert I forgot how can I forget this how could you the forget big, the last big concert <laughs> in, in the Arabic stage is none other than the UAE's very own Hussein Al-Jasmi. Yes. You know, you know, the last concert is always the biggest one. So Hussein Al-Jasmi, the UAE's very own pride and joy, is going to come and take care of business, you know, in front of 40,000 people on Saturday. So it's going to be great. 
Fantastic. And uh, David Guetta? Yes. No, so, yeah, so, Dave, yeah, so David Guetta. So David Guetta happened last week. Yes. You know, and look, that was great because David Guetta has, you know, has Moroccan, you know, has a Moroccan lineage, you know, and, you know, so for him, he said it was a bit of, a, it, it was almost like a hometown gig. He had Amazing. 40,000 people dancing along. Amazing. You know, he, um, so I think the thing about David Guetta, that he came in his private jet 45 minutes before the performance. He came from the plane. <laughs> Onto the stage. To the, <laughs> yeah, he rushed to the stage. Played the show the next day back on the plane back to Ibiza. That's how David Guetta does it. Incredible. Absolutely amazing. And <laughs> the last person I'm going to ask you about uh, is uh, Kamasi Washington. Did you manage to get him yet or not? No, not yet. So Kamasi Washington, he's definitely he's definitely um, you know on our list. It, it could probably happen tonight. So let's see what happens. He, he, he performs tonight you know, at 10 o'clock. So, so it will either be um, half an hour before his show or after. I prefer to chat to chat to artists after the show. They have oranges, they're having a cup of tea, they're more chilled. So, you know, let's let's see what happens. I look forward to chatting to you about him <laughs> next time. And and we're looking forward to, to hearing all about it. All of the uh, the articles are up on the national website, all of your news coming out of Moazin. Uh, we always love catching up with you, Saeed. Um, enjoy the rest of the festival and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Please to have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. And you. We're going to take it out with a bit of marshmallow. Here it is. Never felt a feeling of comfort. All this time and I never had someone to call my own I'm so used to sharing Love won't let me alone But I'm at one with the silence I found peace in your violence Can't tell me there's no point in trying I'm at one And I've been quiet for too long Tell me there's no point in trying I'm at one And I've been silent for too long I've been quiet for too long I've been quiet for too long I found peace in your violence Can't tell me there's no point in trying Quiet for too long I'm in need of a savior But I'm not asking for favors My whole life I feel like a burden I think too much and I hate it I'm so used to being in the wrong I'm tired of caring Love it never gave me a home So I sit here in the silence I found peace in your violence Can't tell me there's no point in trying I'm at one And I've been quiet for too long I found peace in your violence Can't tell me there's no point in trying I'm at one
silent for too long This is Pulse 95 Tune in live every weekday from 10am